Welcome to the WP Tonic WordPress and SaaS podcast. Jonathan Denwood and his co-host Stephen Souder interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Take it away, guys. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Podcast. It's episode number 663, and today we have Miriam Schwab with us. She's the co-founder of Stratic, um, a company that specializes and focuses on static WordPress sites. So we're going to be diving into uh, headless WordPress static sites, the myths and the truths. Uh, Miriam, do you want to quickly introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, so I'm Miriam Schwab. Um, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Stratic. Uh, we're an end-to-end hosting platform that converts WordPress sites to static and headless architecture in one click for ultimate speed, security, and scalability. I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. Now I live in Israel. And prior to founding Stratic, I founded a WordPress development agency called Luminea. Did that for over a decade, building high-quality websites for organizations, companies, nonprofits, etc. Uh, came up with the idea for Stratic um, from my experience and uh, was fortunate to sell Luminea and focus on, uh, focus on Stratic. Cool. Thanks. And as always, we have uh, Jonathan Denwood with us. Uh, Jonathan, you want to quick uh, introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Yes, sure. I'm the founder of WP Tonic, this podcast, plus WP Tonic. We host, support, help build um, learning management systems and membership websites for organization, entrepreneurs, anybody that wants to build a business uh, around e-learning. Thanks. And my name is Steven Souter, the co-host of the WP Tonic Podcast. Um, so we're going to go on a quick break and we're going to come back and start diving into uh, static WordPress sites. Hi there, folks. I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor, and that's Castos. If you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a top-quality podcasting platform, and that's what you get with Castos. It has a superb interface, really easy to use, and you're not penalised for success. They have a flat-rate pricing structure. Don't matter how many podcasts you make, how many downloads you achieve, you'll just pay at one fixed rate with Castos. Plus, there's support, and just the quality of the people are are just amazing. Welcome back, folks. Uh, you just heard from our major sponsor, Castus. Uh, they have some amazing deals going on. Um, to find out more about that and other recommendations from the WP Tonic, uh, you can go to wptonic.com backslash recommendations. All right, Miriam, um, just like diving in here, uh, maybe just give us a little bit of background on Stratic. You talked a little bit about your other agency and then starting Stratic out of some needs, but why, what were those needs? Why did you start wanting to create uh, Stratic? Um, and what, what are like the problems that you're trying to solve with Stratic? Um, so while, while I was managing our, the agency, um, we weren't only building websites, we were also providing like a maintenance service for our clients. Uh, Early on in the agency, I, I learned the hard way that uh, it's not a good idea to build a WordPress site and then hand it off to the client and be like, here's your site, good luck, let us, you know, see you later, because uh, WordPress sites need management and maintenance, and they, you know, if, if you don't maintain them properly, they can get hacked and they can have issues. And then what was happening was our our clients were having a, like a good user experience. They were getting a great site on day one, but then by day, I don't know, 365, they weren't like thrilled anymore. So um, we started to offer that service. It was win-win anyways. You know, it's good recurring revenue for an agency. But as time went on and WordPress's market share grew and also sites became more dynamic and um, 
just different factors that went into the progression of the internet in general. WordPress sites became more and more of a headache for us to manage, even though we were a team of experts. Uh, staying ahead of the latest vulnerabilities, making sure that all our client sites are, you know, patched immediately so there's no window of opportunity for hackers. And then if something falls through the cracks and it does get hacked, cleaning up malware and performance also became more and more of an issue. Our clients didn't just want us to build sites for them. They wanted them to be performant because that impacted their rankings, conversion rates, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then also scaling sites uh, for traffic under different conditions. So sometimes, you know, a client would be like, we're about to run a campaign or launch a new product and we're going to get PR. We're going to get a lot of traffic because we try to like provision servers, make sure that everything would be okay. And sometimes it was, and sometimes it wasn't. And when it wasn't, that's the worst. Um, and, or even just low level DDoS attacks that could take down a WordPress site. Um, and so all of this starts to become more and more of a pain. Plus WordPress's reputation among developers was becoming weaker and weaker and wasn't exactly, you know, the tool of choice or a, the cool tool for developers to be working on. And I started to think maybe by focusing on WordPress, we weren't doing right by our clients anymore. And it was time to look into other options that are out there in order to be making sure that they're, you know, they're aligned with the modern web. So I started exploring what was out there and I came across this emerging trend known as static site generators. Also, uh, it became known as the Jamstack. Um, that term was coined by the founder of a company called Netlify, and they're one of the leaders in this trend of modern development. Basically, what static site generators do is that they deploy a site that's fully pre-rendered, and it's just a collection of static files, meaning it's HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And once you deploy a site in that format, all of the pain points that, um, that me and my team and many others in the WordPress community were experiencing are gone. They just become irrelevant. Because the issues related to security have to do with the database and the processing server and all that stuff. The issues related to performance and scalability also have to do with the data, with the server. On WordPress, when you request to see a page, it's right for you at in that moment on the fly, which gives a lot of power, but also is very resource intensive. So if you're not doing that efficiently and well, then the page load can be slow. And we know that optimization in WordPress is, is a big pain point. And scaling can become also really, really challenging. But once the site is just a collection of static files, serving up each file is really lightweight. It's not resource intensive. So you've basically removed the attack surface of WordPress by having it just like static files, no servers, no databases, nothing. It's super fast because every page is pre-rendered. It doesn't have to be built for you on fly. And it scales, no problem, effortlessly. You never have to think about it. So I was like, wow, that's super cool. I want that. <laughs> and, um, and I could also see that in developer communities, people were like really getting excited about it. But when I looked into what it meant to build those types of sites and then on the ongoing maintenance, not the technical maintenance, but um, content creation types of maintenance uh, that was involved in those types of sites, I, I came to the conclusion that it's just much more resource intensive. It takes a lot more to build one of those sites. You now have to have a front end team and a back end team. Um, and you end up having to build stuff uh, from scratch that in WordPress land, we just take for granted. User permissions and like things related to SEO, which is thanks to plugins, but still 301 redirects and meta descriptions and all that kind of stuff. Face, FB, open graph, you know, anything that we want is there at the click of a button, basically. And in, in the world of Jamstack, you have to build it from scratch. And then once you've deployed that site and you've built it and you hand it off to the marketing team and the content creators, they're 
going to experience a ton of friction because like they used to just be able to build a landing page. Now they'll need more developer resources even to do things that they just re- they could do on their own. So I came to the conclusion and I was very happy that WordPress is still the content, the best content management system out there um, after comparing what was out there. Because also these statically generated sites, they need a content management system. And what's happening in that space is that there's kind of a, there's too much diversity among the options. You can choose from 10, 20 different CMSs and each one of them is good. But when you've got so many and like the resources are being divided among them, none of them is, is like great like for the content creators. So I came to the conclusion that WordPress is still like the best in class in terms of content management systems. Um, but I was inspired by this movement to think, well, what if we turn WordPress into a static site generator? And then you get the best of both worlds. You use WordPress as usual. You get to use all the plugins. You can use page builders. Your content team doesn't have to learn new tooling. They don't have friction to do their work. They can still use their power tool, which is WordPress. They click a button and it generates a static replica of the site. It looks exactly like this, the WordPress site. It feels like it, acts like it, the functionality is the same, et cetera. But there's no underlying processing server. The, all the pages are pre-rendered. It can be fully served up through a content delivery network, which we do on Stratic um, for our users. And so you just, you don't, it removes a ton of the, of the headache around the ongoing maintenance of WordPress sites. So um, that's where the, the idea came from. That's, that's awesome. So it's really taking... Um like the strong points of WordPress and the strong points of custom exactly. building a site that's not WordPress and kind of taking both of those good things and putting them together so you can use WordPress and you don't have to be saddled with a lot of the negative aspects of WordPress. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and the idea is that you get all of that uh, pretty easily. Like r- literally our users just have to click a button in the WordPress admin um, and everyone can click a button. So, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting like, just dissecting that a little bit more, like getting to the security side of things, um, how, like, so you, ha- you have to be able to log into your WordPress backend somehow, and there's still a database somewhere. How, how do you separate the two? Like how, how do you have a front front end site that is like decoupled from that backend admin dashboard creating posts? That's a very good question. So our platform end to end. So that means that we also uh, host the WordPress site. Um, And the way that we do that is in a pretty unique way. Every site is in its own isolated containerized environment. Um, And it is only accessible to people who have permission to access it. Uh, You have to go through our Stratic authentication in order to access the site. And then uh, you can make changes to that site. Um, when the site is not in use, it shuts down. So that's another layer of security around it. And then all of the communication from WordPress site to the static site is one directional. So you, the WordPress site is this point of truth. You make all your changes there. You click a button. It deploys those changes into the static replica. But that static replica never, ever communicates back with the WordPress site. And that also is for security reasons. Um, in the world of headless WordPress deployments, the way uh, the conventional types of sites work, if you can call it conventional because it's also pretty new, is that the WordPress backend or admin is always alive, always up, and always communicating with the front end. And the front end is requesting information through APIs for, from the backend. That gives a lot of flexibility, but it means that that backend is still a potential point of failure 
it can still actually be DDoSed um, depending on how you protect it or how well you, how good you are at protecting it. And, and what's a, a growing threat in the security realm is actually API vulnerabilities and API um, hacks. So what, as long as you've got this like thing, this entity that's there, that's like feeding information, it's, it's got potential for issues. So we fully decouple it, which gives like ultimate security. It does create challenges because it means that instead of us being able to depend on the WordPress backend for certain types of functionality, what we've done is we've recreated functionality on the edge. Um, Stratic runs on AWS, Amazon Web Services. So we'll utilize um, Lambda at Edge, Lambda functions for that type of functionality. Whereas, you know, we could have gone the easy route of just kind of... Uh, looking back to the WordPress site, but we chose not to for the security aspect. Um, you know, I think we made the right choice, but I'm just saying that it was like not, it didn't make life easier for us um, because we did have to do that. Uh, so that that's around the the security of the system strategy. Cool. Um, how do you, how do you handle um, like that interaction stuff? You were talking about like Lambda functions and stuff, but like, just like in layman's terms, like I have a form and somebody right. submits something on the form and appears in my back end. And yeah. that's how I never re- reply to somebody like what, what we're talking about decoupling stuff. What happens to what happens to my form or even like taking that further? What happens to an e-commerce store? Can you even do that on something more dynamic like that? Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so one of our first uh, goals when we started building the product. Okay. The first goal was, Generate a perfect static replica of a site. That in and of itself is actually not easy. <laughs> Make sure that you don't crash the original server. Make sure they capture everything that you need to capture, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, fine, done, check. Next goal, uh, identify common types of dynamic functionality that don't work on a static site and replicate that um, on the static site. So the most common examples are forms, search, um, and then the things like 301 redirects and things like that, that generally need to access a database, uh, multi-language like WPML sites and polylang, things like that. So as we start onboarding customers, we um, we learn from them, you know, uh, what are more, more common needs. If we saw something that kept repeating itself, then, you know, we would learn from that and prioritize that in our product development. Plus we would combine that with our experience in the agency. After building, I don't even know how many sites over 13 years, you learn a thing or two about how people use WordPress sites. So that knowledge was very helpful to us in terms of also prioritizing. So right away, we knew, like for forms, for example, that we were going to support Contact Form 7 and Gravity Forms. Um, I'm a huge fan of Gravity Forms. We use that at the agency. but And it also happens to be that a lot of people use Contact Form 7. So we created an initial support for uh, contact form seven was relatively easy. It's pretty basic, but um, contact form seven uh, has a ton of functionality. Um, and so we create, we've read a few versions of our support for it, but now we support almost everything that gravity form sets. So if you have like conditional fields and so you can still build your form on your WordPress site using gravity forms as usual, you don't have to change that. You can use conditional fields. You can say, if someone says, I want to click support, send a notification, to, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, and all our, our users have to do is click the button and then we replicate that functionality uh, on the static site. And then also if someone submits the Gravity Forms form, 
it feeds it back into the WordPress database through some magic, and uh, and then it's also there. Yeah, so so that's like that's example that's around. Oh, and, and now we also support Elementor forms. Why? Because more and more of our users were using Elementor, and then once they're using Elementor, they're just going to use their forms, which makes sense. And so we needed to make sure that we supported that as well. So done. Um, search. What happens with search is if someone has like the WordPress search, uh, when they click publish, we automatically uh, generate an a search index in a tool called Algolia. It's the best uh, search product out there. And we replace the form with a function that calls that index. And so our users get search that not only works, but it's actually better quality than the static, the, the native WordPress search. And then 301 redirects we implemented support for and multi-language. And like, we have a whole list of stuff on our site that we support. Um, and we're always like, got our ears to the ground, listening to what our customers are saying, what what's a challenge, things like that, and, and trying to prioritize around that. We need to go for our break, Stephen. Oh yeah, sorry, just got uh, sucked into the conversation here. Uh, we're gonna head and we'll be right back. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power of WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding. Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's Launch Flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Elementor or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. Are you a creative WordPress agency with a design focus? But are you looking for a great quality development partner, a technical development partner that really knows everything around WordPress and can help you with complicated build-outs? Well, I've got a fantastic solution and partner here, Hustlefish. Now, with Hustlefish, they've got many years' experience in helping design-focused agencies get superb results with very technical and complicated WordPress build-outs. If this sounds like the partner that you need, go over to hasslefish.com and book a free consultation. They'd be delighted to help you. All right, coming back um, for our break. Uh, if you have the time, head over to the WP Tonic Mastermind Facebook group and check it out. Uh, you can learn a lot by following and engaging in the conversation over there. You can also catch the live streams um, as well as posts from our YouTube channel. So. Head over to Facebook and join the WP Tonic Mastermind Facebook group. All right, John, do you do you have any questions here? I've been kind of dominating the conversation. Well, I, knew, I, I knew you would have the com- I, uh, I knew this would be your cup of tea, Stephen. <laughs> uh, be that Stephen um, is obsessed by website performance. So mm-hmm. I knew he would be um, delighted with this conversation. Miriam, um, I, I sense you in some ways you're a bit like WP Tonic because I see WP Tonic, what we offer as a hybrid. And, you know, WordPress is dominated by plugin companies and hosting companies, some very large ones, extremely large ones. <laughs> and what you're doing isn't classic, you know, plugin themes, hosting, they. They are the people that dominate WordPress, aren't they? Um, theme shops, they've declined a bit because of page builders, but plugins and hosting providers. But you're providing 
a hybrid, really. That's how I see it. And what WP Tonic offers to our clients is a hybrid. So you're not fully a SaaS. So you're not Wix and you're not Squarespace. But you also don't fit into the classical plugin or hosting provider. Do you think that's been a bit of a problem? And if um, and how have you come to any rationality about how you've overcome that, or is it just an ongoing process? It's just part of a challenge that you have to consistently overcome. That's a very insightful question. Um, I don't hear that outside of Stratic very much, but inside of Stratic, we definitely talk about this and think about this because we're the way I describe us is that we're a company that happens to also do hosting because we're not a classic hosting company. You don't put your site on a server and we're like, okay, now it, now the world can see it. We re-architect your site. So that is not a standard hosting company approach at all. So uh, that's why I say we're a company that happens to also do hosting. Um, and we're not like a SaaS closed garden type of company. And this part of our philosophy, I guess, around it, which is that we don't want to limit users by in what they can do. And that's the beauty of WordPress. With WordPress, the opportunities and the and the possibilities are are endless. Yeah, you should probably draw a line somewhere and not turn it into like a full-fledged, I don't know what, Facebook, but <laughs> you really can take it far. And and our users should be able to take it far. And we want to be able to continuously support that and never and as much as possible never say no. And if we say no, it's not no, it's like how about instead of that, just do it this way. But keep doing you you be you. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's different. And um, we had to consider from the start whether we called ourselves, like we, whether we use hosting even in our messaging because uh, we didn't want to be compared as apples, apples to hosting companies. And, um, and hosting is like really not like sexy. Nobody's <laughs> like excited to be like the next hosting company. Well, it's very profitable if you get it right though, very- isn't it? Very profitable, but um, also we're we're a venture backed company. We went the startup route, and so we also need to be appealing to investors. It's you know, like when you're running a venture backed company, you you essentially have two audiences, and investors don't always like to think of them themselves, themselves this way. But you also have to, in a way, like sell to them. You have to speak language that is appealing to them. So hosting was like, uh, who wants to? You know, that's not saying. But um, but we realized that if we don't use the word hosting, people won't understand what we do, and even. So when we say headless and static hosting platform, we very often get the question, so do you replace my current hosting? And the answer is, of course, yes. But I, I totally get why that's not clear. So um, so that that was challenging around the messaging um, through trial and error and just like understanding who our user base is at this time point in time. We came to the conclusion that we call ourselves a WordPress a headless and static hosting for WordPress kind of thing. The most challenging thing around our messaging, though, was you coming to the conclusion that we're going to call like we're going to use the terminology headless and static because we debated what is the you know in marketing 101 kind of thing you're always taught don't talk about the features talk about the benefits what is it that you know the hammer and the nail the hammer the feature is that it gets the nails to the wall or whatever that metaphor is and so nobody theoretically wants to know about the like how you're doing it or what what it is, but what they'll benefit, what the benefit is that they'll get. So in our case, what's the benefit that they get? Security, stability, speed, peace of mind, actually, we've learned also. Um, like, I don't have to think about that anymore. 
But then we just sound like every other hosting company because if you go to any other hosting company's website, they're also talking about how they're secure, fast, performant, and scalable. So then, and what do we say for real? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> that, that's not persuasive. So we came to the conclusion that um, we are going to uh, just be very straightforward about how we do it because for the, the audience that this will speak to at this point in time, and I'll, I'll explain why I keep saying point in time, that that's going to totally tell them what the benefit is. By saying your site will now be running in a headless and static format in one click, then the persona that we're targeting right now is like, oh, that is totally something I want. And, now, and I totally understand why that is the most secure, most resilient, most whatever way of running a site. I'll explain so, the point you know, of time thing. Yeah. So am I... As you were saying that, would I be correct that you're kind of aiming it at the kind of WP Engine crowd, that kind of quasar developer agents, stroke agency, hiring freelancer, or a technical somebody in a company that knows that they need quality quality hosting might be a little bit more expensive. Somebody that's looking at WP Engine or Kinsta rather than one of the more larger providers that may be not so specialised around WordPress. I'm, I'm struggling to be diplomatic yeah. here, Marion. <laughs> I totally hear that. So our, our target uh, persona and target, let's say, organisation or company um, I'll start from the basics, which is that they are uh, an organization or company where their website is is important to them. Like it matters to them from a business perspective. It contributes to their marketing efforts, their sales efforts, their bottom line, their brand, um, and they care about it. And they're already investing in it. So once I've said that, what, I, what it means is if they're already investing in it, it means that they're generally using platforms and tooling that maybe are more premium. And so they they will often already be hosting on one of the more premium hosting providers. What we do see a lot is that those types of companies are also often hosting within their own cloud platforms. Like um, we've had people come from Azure, uh, AWS, Google Cloud, um, less Google Cloud because WordPress on Google Cloud is a little bit problematic, but let's say AWS on EC2 instances and things like that. Um, so yeah, so, that, so that's who we're targeting. Um, and then they they tend to like overlap with that, with those types of, of companies. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. That makes sense. Um, all right, should, should we head to uh, bonus content now, Jonathan? Yes, um, we, yeah, that'd be great. Um, it's been a fantastic conversation. You're okay being with us another 10, 15 minutes? Are you okay sure. with me? What is bonus content? Bonus well, content, we- you got to go to the YouTube channel and check it out. Okay, I will. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy to have Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, that wraps up the show for today, everyone. Uh, as you heard us talking about bonus content, to, to tune in for the bonus ton- content, head over to the YouTube channel, and you can watch the full interview. Um, we'll be getting into uh, where WordPress is going, Gutenberg, and how that affects uh, page speed and uh, static page generation. Uh Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 